All right, everyone, come on in, uh, grab a packet, grab a pen, please take a seat. Excited to have you guys here. I'm going to go ahead and get started because we have a lot to talk about today. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Barnaby, um, and my wife, Christine, here is with me. Say hi. Um, we came here from San Francisco. Anybody from the Bay Area? Awesome. Yeah, we got some Bay Area people, uh, Warriors of the Champs again. And we're so excited to be here with you guys in this workshop. We're going to talk about ways you could share the gospel with your friends. How many of you guys have tried to share the gospel with a friend before? Right? How many of you, it was super awkward? How many of you, it was like you just got shut down? Okay, I see like more hands going up here. How many of you like actually like it deepened your friendship? Any of you guys? Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, I hope that uh, I'm going to share some stories with you today and also some practical tools you can share the gospel at school, and I pray that it will inspire you and encourage you um, to share the gospel with more people. So let's see who's in the house. Uh, what kind of school do you guys go to? Do I have public school people in the house? Public school? Okay, yeah, we got a good amount. What about private school? Private school? Yeah, cheer louder. All right, a homeschool? Homeschool, yeah, nice. It's, it's interesting. It's like, it's like public's here, and then private's in the middle, and then homeschool's in the back. Well, in this workshop, we're going to we're going to help you uh, proclaim the gospel confidently and clearly. That's uh, going to come at the end. We're actually going to give you some training there. And we're going to talk about how to lead awesome outreach events at your school and three specific challenges I want to give you today to actually share your faith. By the end of this, I pray that you will walk away with practical training. And uh, in the packets that I've, uh, you guys got, there's a little worksheet there to help you take notes so that you can remember the things um, that you learned from this seminar. Okay, but before we get started on the training and the practical stuff, I think it's always important to address the why question, right? Why is it so important for us to share the gospel of Jesus with our friends at school? Why is it an urgent issue for students just like you and your friends? And I actually want you guys to help me out with this. Share with me some of the reasons why you guys think it's important to share the truth of the gospel? Anybody? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right? We, we live in a broken world. Especially if people come from broken homes or really, you know, not so great, unfortunate family circumstances. It's like, man, where do you find hope, right, other than in Christ? Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, go ahead right here. Yeah, right? You, you see people around you just broken and sad, right? How many of you guys um, know a close friend or family member that's just, like, wrestling with depression right now? Right? Like, probably, like, all of us, right? How many of you uh, are personally or people in your close circle are dealing with anxiety? Right? Yeah. Any, anything on top of that? Anything you guys want to share about why it's so important for us to share the gospel? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's the, you hit, you hit it on the nail, right? 
Um, there's realities of heaven and hell. There's realities of having a relationship with God and not having a relationship with God in Christ. And I love what she says. She said, you might be the only person. You might be the only person in, in your friend's life that actually knows what the cross is all about, who actually has a relationship with Jesus that can actually present the gospel to them. Um, what we see uh, happening all around us in our friends and in our schools and in their households, these are physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. Ultimately, we were created to be in relationship with God, right? And when we don't have that relationship, brokenness is the result, all kinds of brokenness. But praise God that Christ can set them free, amen? Right? Praise God that God didn't leave us alone in our brokenness and our sin, but he took on flesh out of love and came down, reached into our brokenness, became flesh so that he could die as a sacrifice for us, right? Praise God for that. In the same way, we are to follow Jesus in meeting people where they're at, right? And offering them the hope that is in Jesus alone. And I feel like if you're here today, you're here because you want to make a difference. And you want to make a difference for good. You want to make a difference for Jesus. For the sake of your friends and families. And maybe you're here and you're just like, I'm here and I want to make a difference, but I don't know how. Well, I want to let you know you're not alone and you're in the right place. So what can we do? What can we do? Uh, we at, at Decision Point, we've helped students at over 500 schools across the nation proclaim the gospel to their peers. And we want to help you. We can help you. But most importantly, God can use you, and he wants to use you. All right? Uh, being a, a Christian and sharing the gospel isn't something you need to wait to be an adult to do. All right? God has placed you in a unique opportunity in middle school or high school or wherever you're at to share the gospel and be a light in the darkness. Let me share with you about a student named Jackson. Okay, Jackson's a student just like you guys. He's from Chicago. He goes to a school called Richards High School. He saw the problem at his school. There's a lot of gang violence. There's a lot of darkness, depression, drugs, um, sexual brokenness. And he decided he wanted to partner with Decision Point and become a leader. He started a Christian club at his school. Um, and he learned how to share his faith and decided to host an outreach week. And what you see here in the photo is that um, his outreach event, over 270 students came to hear about Jesus from dynamic speakers. They gave out free Chick-fil-A. They gave out free Bibles and gospel tracts. And dozens of students received Jesus Christ for the first time at school during school hours. Isn't that amazing? Many students also recommitted their lives to him. But I want to highlight just one student, a friend of Jackson named Muhammad. Muhammad came each day of the outreach events that were happening that week. He grew up in a Muslim background, but he eventually said, I am not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. Now Muhammad is reading through the Bible and ex has experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love that only comes through Christ. And here, I want you to check out what Muhammad posted on his social media recently. He posted this. He said, God... Thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to think, what if Jackson just ignored the spirit compelling him to make a difference? What if Jackson hadn't, you know, had, had just like a, a view of himself, like I can't do this, I don't know what to do. You know, then we wouldn't hear this testimony, right? And I, I want to tell you, if God can use Jackson... And this is clear evidence that God can and did use Jackson in a powerful way. God can use you too. Don't count yourself out. 
Don't sit there thinking, oh, Jackson's awesome, and I know God's awesome, but I'm not. You might be still thinking, I don't think I could really do that. Maybe other students can do that. But I want to encourage you if you're asking yourself these questions. According to Ephesians 8, Matthew 28, 1 Timothy 4, and a bunch of other Bible verses, we're reminded that God is able. Amen? And God is with us. He's not only with us, he's in us in the Holy Spirit. And God can and wants to use you, even if you're young, even if you're a freshman, right? Even if you're inexperienced, maybe you've never led anything in your life before, and maybe you're even introverted, right? You might think, oh, this is for extroverts. No, this is for everyone. I want to encourage you that God doesn't just use those who consider themselves qualified, but God qualifies those he wants to use. Now, you might be able to see that the Lord is with you and has called you to proclaim the gospel. But then there's the other thing, right? Like, isn't this illegal? Are we even allowed to talk about Jesus at school? Because from what I hear from my friends and my teachers and my principal, they tell me I can't talk about it. Well, I'm here to tell you that thinking that it's illegal is absolutely wrong. You're actually protected legally to proclaim the gospel at school. And there's two primary laws that help you to legally share your faith. And these are federal laws, so they apply to all states. Of course, the first is the First Amendment, freedom of speech and religion. And the second is the Equal Access Act. We'll break these down uh, real quick. And I, I want to encourage you, this is, not, this is a great time to take notes in that worksheet I gave you. All right, the First Amendment is freedom of speech. So any time that isn't class time, non-instructional time, you have freedom of speech as an individual human being in America. You can openly talk about Jesus. You can pray and read your Bible, even out loud. You could pass out Bibles. You could pass out gospel tracts and Christian literature. You could wear Christian clothes, shoes, and hats that have Bible verses and messages on them. No matter what your school tells you, the First Amendment is the First Amendment. It's part of our Constitution, and you are constitutionally protected during all non-instructional time. Secondly, I want to jump to this, is the Equal Access Act. Many, this is the one that people don't know about as much, but the Equal Access Act applies to all uh, public secondary schools, so that's middle schools and high schools in the U.S., and it basically says that all student groups on campus need to be treated with equality. They have to be given the same access to everything. So that means if that one club on campus, whether it's the Gay Straight Alliance, whether it's the Chess Club or UNICEF or whatever it is, if one club is allowed to do something, then every other club on campus is allowed to do the same things. So if Gay Straight Alliance has an, a rally in the gym and they invite a guest speaker, guess what? The Christian club can do the exact same thing. If the Chess Club is reserving the quad to try to recruit members into their club, guess what? The Christian club can do the exact same thing. You could host events, reserve rooms on campus, the gym, theater, whatever is available. You could hang up posters, pass out flyers. And last but not least, you can invite guest speakers to speak on campus. You can invite your youth pastor. You can invite your lead pastor. You can invite your college professors. You can invite whoever you want. And here's the thing. Because they're invited by you as a Christian club, they're allowed to do something that they wouldn't be allowed to do otherwise. Pastors can't just walk onto a public school campus and start passing out gospel tracts and telling people about Jesus and inviting them to give their lives to him. They'll be escorted off campus immediately. But if the Christian club invites the pastor to do the exact same thing, 
It's 100% legal. So that's the incredible opportunity you have as students in school. So now you know that it's possible. Now you know that it's legal and, it's, and the law is on your side. And I want to talk about what can you actually do? What can you actually implement in reaching your school with the gospel? And I want us to just think real quick. Just close your eyes for like 10 seconds. And I want you to imagine what would it look like if God used you? What would it look like if God answered your boldest prayers for your school? What would it look like if God heard your cries for your non-Christian friends who you know are struggling, they're in pain, and they want a relationship, but they don't know it with Jesus? And I want to let you know, God can use you to reach your friends, your classmates, your school, and even more than that, he can reach your city, he, and you guys can reach your entire generation. As you think about that, I want you to check out this video. And this video captures some of the outreaches that we actually were able to see students lead on campus. And I want you to envision this kind of thing potentially happening at your school. So let's turn our attention to the screen. Sharing the gospel at, at Cienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm going to need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Encouraging video, right? Good stuff happening. Uh, let's share a bit and feel free to write uh, some notes on the bottom of the front side. What stood out to you from the video? Let, let's, let's have some people share. You can just call it out. What stood out to you from the video? Yeah, go for it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes we can assume like, oh, they probably heard the gospel from their parents or someone else, but who knows? You, you don't know that, right? What else? What's it out? Yeah, go for it, and then we'll go here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not only uh, individual, relational, but you can do large-scale stuff at your school. Over here. Yeah, that's, a, that's surprising, right? Like, sometimes as Christians, we can think, like, nobody wants to talk about Jesus. But actually, like, people <laughs> oftentimes are, like, waiting for an opportunity. Like, they want to ask questions. They want to know more. They're hungry. Um, last one. What stood out from the video? Okay, we can move on to the next question. What impact could the same outreach have at your school? Let's have one or two people um, answer this. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, right? Salvation, right? That would be awesome to see many students at your school give their life to Jesus. One more person. What impact could the same kind of outreach you saw in the video have at your school? Well, let me ask this. What do you think it would do for Christians on campus? It would create a community in the workplace. Yeah, right? I think Christians would be really encouraged. It's, it's so often we run into students at schools that we partner with the Christian club there, and they're like, I didn't even know there was a Christian club on campus. I literally thought I was the only Christian in my class. You know, and then they find out, hey, there's actually stuff going on. So to lead on-campus outreaches like you saw in the video, it takes Christian club leaders to make them happen. And I just want to ask, uh, how many of you here are currently leaders of a Christian club? Awesome. Great. How many of you guys here are part of a Christian club? Awesome. Praise God. Uh, you, as I mentioned before, just not only with the legal stuff, but you're in a unique position to give every student at your school the opportunity to hear the gospel. Literally, if your school has 2,000 people, some of these outreaches, they're able to see four, five, six hundred people at each outreach. So if you do like five events a year, like you literally are reaching like 2,000 people in one year. I want you to dream about that, and I also want to challenge you to um, consider applying for our coaching um, as a decision point leader. Uh, with our coaching, we'll give you a bunch of resources and help you maximize your impact in reaching lost students, multiplying Christian students, gathering community support like mobilizing the local churches and pastors around you, and developing future leaders. And if that excites you on the response card that you guys picked up, make sure to check that box that says um, you want to lead on-campus outreach. Or you can just write in large letters, I want to apply for coaching. Here are some of the resources that you'll gain, gain access to when you apply for the coaching. One is a student leader guide. This kind of like goes through the whole year, gives you all kinds of training and devotionals and leadership uh, uh, tips for you to use with your club. Um, we also will give you a student leader action plan that breaks down each semester and different kind of action items and challenges and outreach initiatives that you can do. In addition to club meeting content that we've prepared for you guys already so that you never have to have an unprepared club meeting again. 
Um, there's also a, a huge uh, source of training videos. Uh, you could train your entire club on what their legal rights are. You could train your entire club how to share their testimony and share the gospel. And we will send, send you a starter kit when you apply for us with all these resources and a free t-shirt included. Now you might be sitting there thinking, this is great, but I'm not a club leader. Well, I want to encourage you that you still have options. One, you can find the Christian club at your school, share this vision with them, and even offer to join the leadership to help make this vision happen. Secondly, if there's no Christian club, you're in a perfect position to start one, right? What a miss to not have a Christian club. God might be calling you today to start the first Christian club at your school. If you go to private school, you can still lead outreach, even though the Equal Access Act doesn't apply to private schools. Many students on your campus still don't know Jesus, even if it is a Christian private school that you go to. And if you're homeschooled, you could participate in the Christian club meetings at your local public school. You can be an invited guest. You can even become one of the leaders to help the outreach happen. So everyone has a place in this. Even if you're a graduating senior uh, or a graduated senior, you could be a coach and you could support Christian clubs in your area, wherever your, your college is, and help them have the support and training resources needed. And we, can, we would love to equip you to do that. So whatever category you fit in, make sure you fill out the response card before you go. And also check out decisionpoint.org camp. This is where you can go ahead and sign up for an eight-week uh, coaching group that's going to be online to help you lead outreach at your school. All right, now I want to share with you three challenges that you can share, that you can use and take up to share the gospel this year at school. The first is a Pray 5 challenge. And the Pray 5 challenge is super simple. Um, and all it is is this. You're committing to pray for five people for five minutes a day for five weeks. And what you're praying for is that you would have an open door to share the gospel with these people, that you would share the gospel with them clearly and boldly, and, of course, that they would respond in faith to Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, Colossians 4, 3 to 4 says, you know, it urges us believers to pray steadfastly, to pray for an open door, to pray for boldness and clarity in proclaiming the message of Jesus, and we can also pray this way. So on the back of your worksheet, uh, there's actually the Pray 5 Challenge right there. And I just want you to take a minute right now and just think of five people. They could be family members, they could be friends, who you know don't have a relationship with Jesus right now. And I want to challenge you, and no one's forcing you to do this, but I want to challenge you to take up this challenge, to pray for them five minutes a day for five weeks, that they will have a heart to hear the gospel, that God will open a door for you to share the gospel with them, and that you would actually share the gospel with them when that opportunity opens up. Let's take a quick minute to do that, and then I'll share with you a story about Daniel, who took this Pray 5 challenge and saw God work powerfully through it. So let's go to the next slide here. So this guy here, this is Daniel, Daniel Jansen. Um, he took the Pray 5 challenge in high school, and this is what he said. I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these opportunities everywhere. The coolest thing happened my senior year when God gave me the opportunity to share the gospel with my best friend. We were eating Mongolian barbecue and we started talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. And that conversation opened doors for more following conversations about Jesus. 
And then he started to ask questions about God. And that year, my friend gave his life to Christ. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve in church together. Was personal witnessing awkward? Yeah, sure, sometimes. But was it worth it? A million times, yes. What if we started praying for five people in our life just like Daniel? That's the Pray 5 challenge. I'm going to move on to the second challenge, which is give God's word. And the challenge is already in the name, right? Give God's word. We're allowed to give the word of God to others at our schools. God's word is powerful and transformative. The Bible tells us that the word of God will not return void. Did you know that 50% of high school students in the U.S. have never heard of John 3.16? In the United States of America, 50% have never heard of John 3.16, the most famous verse of all time. And sadly, many of your peers might fit into that statistic. The Give God's Word challenge is simply this. Share the Word of God. Give it out to people at school by simply walking, walking around and passing out gospel tracts, life books, or even Bibles. I mean, you could pass them out with food. One school in the Bay Area called Irvington High School in Fremont, they, as a Christian club, said, let's pass out 10 life books each. And life books are basically just the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of John. You can, your pastor can order them for free. You can order like 10,000 of them if you want. And there's annotations in here for people who have never read the Bible before to help them understand it. Irvington High School passed out 200 life books in just one semester because they had 20 club members. They said, let's pass out 10 each. And they were able to give 200 students the word of God. What an amazing thing. When could you do this? Well, a great day to do could be October 7th, right? That's bring your Bible to school day. But it doesn't have to be that day. It could be any day you want. We challenge students to do it right before Christmas because it can open up a conversation for them to also invite students to a Christmas worship service, right? And last but not least, the Go Witnessing Challenge is simply to go and share the gospel. You're praying about the gospel. You're creating opportunities by passing out the word of God. Now you can be used as a mouthpiece of God to actually engage people in the gospel. There's three reasons the Bible... More than three reasons, but here's there's at least three reasons why we should share the gospel. First of all, we're God's ambassadors. God commands us to proclaim the gospel. And last but not least, as, as uh, the student here mentioned earlier, if we don't, who will? Right? If we as Christians don't share the gospel, who's going to share the gospel? So I want to share with you five simple steps to share the gospel. And you can go ahead and, and write these at the bottom of your worksheet. You can fill them in there. And it's really simple. Number one, prepare for the conversation. Number two, begin the conversation. Three, share the gospel. Four, invite them to respond. And five, prepare for follow-up. I'm going to focus on the first three parts because this is where most people get stuck. All right? Number one, prepare for the conversation. Everything we do for the Lord begins in prayer. So prepare for the conversation by praying for yourself. Pray that the Lord actually helps you to believe the gospel with greater confidence and with greater boldness. Surrender your fears to God in prayer and ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to fill you. Number two, just begin the conversation. It doesn't need to be awkward. Just start a conversation. Like, watch this. Hi, what's your name? Jalen, nice to meet you. I'm Barnaby. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. I am talking to people about Jesus today. And I, just, I was just wondering if you had a few minutes to talk. I'd love to hear anything you have to say about Jesus. Sure. You see how easy that was? It's not that hard. Just introduce yourself 
And don't try to do a bait and switch. Just make it really clear. Hey, I want to talk to you about God. Do you want to talk about God? And if they say no, like, whatever. That's fine. They just told you no, right? If they say yes, great. They gave you an open door. You have permission, right? This is what we call a transition question is to just ask the person, hey, this is, this is who I am, and I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about God. Maybe it's a friend of yours. You can say, hey, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but what are your thoughts about God? Have you ever been to church before? And then listen to them. Hear what they have to say. And afterwards, you can ask this key permission question. You just say, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I believe? I feel like nine times out of ten, people are going to say yes. After they've shared what they believe, they're probably going to listen to you. And this is where you can share the gospel. And there's four simple steps for sharing the gospel. And here, I want you to turn to your uh, little gospel booklet here, Meant for More, which breaks down these four simple things. The first is about God. God loves you and created you to know him personally. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Number two, people are sinful and separated from God, so we cannot know him personally or experience his love and plan. Number three, Jesus Christ is God's only provision for sin. Through him alone can we know God personally and experience God's love and plan. And number four, we must individually receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And there's a guided prayer there. Everyone in this room can read, right? So if you can read, you can share the gospel. It's that simple. All right, so last but not least, uh, after the four uh, points of the gospel, there's actually a guided uh, conversation and question here that you can actually let the person choose. Hey, do you actually want to follow Jesus right now? Like, what's keeping you from following Jesus? Just a review of our three challenges today. We have the Pray 5 challenge, the Give God's Word challenge, and the Witnessing challenge. And I pray that you'll take up these challenges today and become a Decision Point leader by joining the movement of students across the nation who are doing the same. I also want to encourage you, once again, to lead outreach events at your, at your campus if you want to start a club but don't know how, just reach out to us. We would love to help you get started and apply for personalized coaching. Uh, with the remainder of our time, I just want to encourage you, guys, before you guys go to your next seminar, please, please, please fill out those response cards. And if you could drop them off to Christine, my lovely wife here. And if you could leave the pens here just so we <laughs> don't run out of pens, that would be great. Everything else you guys can keep. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you guys want to talk more, Christine and I are going to be hanging out at the pizza place later at around 3 to 4 o'clock. Yeah. Do you have a question? Uh, yeah. How would you go about uh, ministering to a person where uh, the only thing holding them back is that if they return to Christianity, they're a family Yeah. You know, that's a great question, um, and that's actually pretty common. Um, I, I would tell them, first of all, just acknowledge how difficult that is, and... I would remind them that believing in Jesus, yeah, it's a decision you make, but it's, it's whether or not you're recognizing a, a, a fact or not, right? So if Jesus is Lord, if he is who he says he is, if he died on the cross and he rose from the dead, then you are a Christian. So it's just a matter of so much, if you believe it, then how do you tell your parents about it? It's not so much like, Hey, like, if you choose to believe this, it suddenly becomes true, if, if you get what I'm saying. Like, Jesus died and he rose again. That, that's the truth, whether we believe it or not. But if someone recognizes that, then they are a Christian. 
you know. So I would encourage them in that and then also let them know that that's a big reason why God gave us the church, right, to be brothers and sisters, to be, uh, you know, for the fatherless, for the, those without families. Um, some, I know some missionaries in India, they prepare for that. So they prepare to be a family for someone who gets disowned. Um, and I'll just remind them that, hey, God loves you. And if you're a Christian, that means you're a child of God, and he's going to take care of everything. Even though that's, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but that God has got you covered and that you can be there for them too. That's probably how I would go about that. Well, thank you guys. I don't want you to keep you guys uh, from your next seminar, but as soon as you guys are done filling out those response cards, please pass them up here. Thank you guys so much. God bless you all. We'd love to stay connected with you guys.